0: Welcome to this soul-lifting broadcast which has been put together for your spiritual growth and to make greatness common right where you are. Be sure to make the best of this moment as God takes the lead in all that concerns you. We're starting a new series of teachings this morning and it's the type that requires uh, more than ever before your full attention uh, because it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a response to... The, 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 the season, this teaching series has been tagged great faith, greater faith, greater faith. Uh, somebody who has been operating in great faith, it's time to move to greater faith. We had a fantastic time as the Accelerate Worship Conference. All kinds of words and admonition and prophecy and promises were rekindled. And for you to be a full partaker of it, You have to be someone who is ready to move from faith to faith, who is ready to move to a new level of faith for the actualization of God's promises in your life. And we live in changing times, in a time that has been riddled with all kinds of crises. And in unstable times, we prevail through faith. We prevail by faith when the ground seems to be shifting all around us, on Christ, the solid rock, we choose to stand because all other ground are what? Yeah. And we see sinking sand all all around us. Uh, Things are stable in Nigeria in Jesus' name. Uh, Say better, amen, somebody. Yeah. From currency devaluation uh, to all kinds of Unfavorable atmosphere in industries, uh, affecting people's businesses and careers uh, to people you know, shifting base and making decisions, very critical decisions, uh, uh, whether to remain on one job or the other, to, to, to start a new business, to enlarge a business, to move to a new location, all kinds of critical decisions that people are making this season. Uh, because in changing times, you have to engage a level of agility. And to be agile, uh, your agility must be, you know, underguarded by strong faith. Strong conviction and strong faith. And we are trusting God that every word released at the Accelerate Conference this year will find fulfillment in your life. In the precious name of Jesus. So this is to prepare you. I mean, all through the week we've been getting all kinds of testimonies. I was anchoring uh, our prayer experience uh, ignite on Monday, which I do every Monday, and you can join me tomorrow morning on all of our platforms. Uh, uh, you know, last Monday and I just asked for testimonies from the auxiliary conference. I, I had to cut off at a point because the testimonies were getting too long, and I wanted us to pray. And that's how it has been all through the week for all of our pastors who have anchored the prayer. The moment you ask for. Testimonies, you just see all kinds of testimonies flooding in. And your own testimony is going to be the next one. In the precious name of Jesus. How do I make sure that my faith does not fail and that it produces tangible results even in changing times? That's why we brought this teaching series, Greater Faith. Greater Faith. Let me start out this morning. From Hebrews 11 and verse number 6, the Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. Yeah, without faith, it is impossible to please God. To please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There's a level of seeking that is just, I'm just following God. What will be, will be. Kesera sera. You know, there's a Kesera sera level of, of, of seeking God. Where, let's just put up an appearance to fulfill all righteousness. God will do what he will do. And let's just, you know, that is uh, some kind of Kesera sera approach to seeking God. There's another level of seeking God. It is called seeking him diligently. So I can seek God diligently about my business. I can seek God diligently about my children. I can seek God diligently about my marriage. I can seek God diligently about the health of my body. I can seek God diligently in pursuit of his covenant promise that says none shall cast their young and none shall be barren in the land. That's the promise of the scripture. And I can follow through and seek God diligently through such a promise. Through such a promise. I can seek God diligently through his word. It says, uh, for instance, uh, the path of the just is like shining light, it shines brighter. If my path uh, and my light seem to be getting dimmer, I can then choose to seek God diligently. Uh, Father, shine your light upon my path uh, uh, I want to escape a life of confusion. Somebody can seek God diligently for a fast-track experience when it looks like things are getting slow. But as a level of diligence, you know, like I said before, there's a lackluster way of going about it where you just feel like, God will do what he will do. Kesarasara is not a mantra of a New Testament believer. We believe, according to, I mean, like the scripture says in, 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 in Isaiah 53, uh, I think verse 1, it said, who has believed our report unto whom the end of God is being revealed. We believe the report of the Lord, then we see the end of God. That does not sound like Kesarasara. There's a way we can position in life that we watch things happen. There's another way we can position in life that we choose to make things happen. That is a product of unwavering faith. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Abraham did not watch things happen. He kept entreating God. What will you give me seeing that I go childless? How will you intervene in this situation? Those were the words of Abraham. Genesis 22, uh, you know, um, what what will you do, Father, seeing that this situation still remains the same? Following through by faith. An angel appeared to Mary and says, out of the blues, without knowing a man, you're going to conceive. Yeah. It's like for somebody here who has been called into politics, God speaking to you. That without knowing anybody, without being entrenched in the current system, I'm going to raise you, maybe make you a governor, a senator, a president. Like Mary, what will be your, your response? Will it be a response of faith? Let it be unto me according to your word. Yeah, because Mary asked a question. How shall these things be? Knowing that I don't know a man. She didn't say, no, it's, it's not. are you joking? Are you kidding me? Or, or it can never happen. It's not. It, it's absolutely impossible. No. Mary gave a, a room of believing, which is that, that, that there is a possibility here. But can you explain to me how it's going to be because I'm willing to follow through if I know how it's going to be so I can align. And God saw her heart that her question was not querying God. It's a question uh, for divine alignment. How shall these things be so that I can align, knowing that the natural course of things uh, have not happened to me? Then how will it happen? And the angel said, the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. So if that's how it's going to be, I will position myself where the power of the Most High can reach me. somebody sit with me this morning. That's the heart of a believer. 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 And without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. Hebrews 4 uh, and verse number 2, uh, the Bible says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as unto them, but the word which they heard did not profit. It didn't bring resolve, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. It means that the promises, the prophecies of the scripture, the promises of the word of God, they have to be mixed with faith in my heart for them to profit me, for them to bring results in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, what one word, what one admonition, one prophetic word, perhaps from accelerate conference, one promise of the scripture, are you standing on this season? Are you mixing your faith with so that it can bring result in your life? It's very important. It's very important. Like I was saying in the last service, some people came into this service this morning. You believe that at the Elevation Church we have our chairs are okay, so you just came and you just sat. Maybe you have been here before, severally, and our chairs have never disappointed you. Yeah, or maybe it's your first time. But you came and you just sat comfortably believing that the chair will carry your weight but it has not always been so as a church we have a history yeah and i can take you down the memory lane and people have been here long enough will remember <laughs> that when we were on remulo dayway we? we used to use plastic chairs and i remember the first set that we got one time I was asking Pastor TJ, what are we going to do about? Because I will be preaching like this. And all of a sudden I would just say, pa! And somebody's on the floor. Yeah. Somebody's on the floor. Very embarrassing for me as a pastor that you brought people to your church to be falling them down, not under the power of God, but under, <laughs> under the chair that cannot carry their weight. Yeah. So I remember some of our uh, uh, of members and leaders there, they, they found a way around it. Some of them will come into church, they see one chair, they will just carry another one and double it <laughs> and check it very well before they see. Yeah. Once beaten, twice shy. Yeah. Because <laughs> some of them are falling before. Praise God. God is reliable. Say amen, somebody. It's not like our Ramelo with chairs <laughs> or pieces Center chairs. Now you come to church, you can see because of consistency because of reliability our god does not fail we've tested him we have tried him and we have seen that he's reliable ever faithful ever faithful ever faithful that's why <laughs> glory be- if you want to appreciate god come on do it do it to jesus ever faithful ever sure always reliable And his credit is good with us. Yeah. That's why the Bible says in Romans 1 and verse 16 and 17. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Can you put it up for me? Romans 1, 16 and 17. The Apostle Paul writes in here, he said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation for everyone who does what? Everyone who believes. For the Jews first, and then the, the Greek It means for everybody. Both biological Jews and everyone who is not. Look at uh, uh, the next verse, verse 17. It says, for in it, in the gospel, in the power of the gospel, in, in the immutability of God's word, in the word of God that, that is sure, it said for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed, and how is it revealed? From can I get you one more time from? Faith to faith. One more time from? Faith to faith. Somebody say, I'm, me, say I'm, moving from faith to faith. I'm moving from faith to faith. Say, my faith will not stagnate, it's moving to a new level. The Bible says that the righteousness of God is re- revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You know, there are many ways to live, but there's only one recommended way for every believer in Christ Jesus to live, And that is by faith. That's by faith. If you want to maximize your relationship with God, if you want to maximize the call of God upon your life, if you want to maximize your God-ordained destiny, if you want to maximize the benefit of redemption, if you want to maximize the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary, when he hung on the cross and he shed his blood for you and I, if I will live in the reality of uh, the work that he did when he said it is finished, that the price is fully paid uh, for your healing, uh, for the fulfillment of your dreams. He said it is finished. If I will maximize that uh, uh, and make it a reality in my life, it has to be by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just there does not mean just one quiet fellow. It means the one that has been justified redeemed and reconciled. The one who has been made just through believing in Christ there's only one way to live. By faith. By faith in the same Christ. By faith. By faith. That's why Hebrews 11 and verse 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. That Real faith sometimes does not depend on what I have seen or experienced. It is experiential faith that some of us are using to sit on the chair that we're sitting on this morning. Yeah. But real faith is beyond that. It's a step beyond that. It is a faith that is based on promises and instructions Coming from the one that is reliable. That's why we sing this song, even even when I don't see it, you are walking. Because you never stop. You never stop walking. Yeah. Even when I don't feel it, you are walking. Even when it doesn't look like it, it's working. Romans 8 and 28, For we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Say amen, somebody. Glory be to Jesus. Faith is trust and confidence in God that fuels specific action, thinking, and lifestyle. Faith is beyond just believing. It is believing that is based on conviction. So it affects your feelings. It literally overrides your feelings and enables you to take the right action. So I act on the word of God, notwithstanding how I feel. That is the operation of faith. Let the weak say I'm strong. That's the operation of faith. The weak is not saying I'm not weak, but I am strong. That's what the weak is saying. Faith does not call the things that are as though they are not. It calls the things that be not as though they are. Are you still with me this morning? Yeah. Faith does not say I'm not sick. Faith says I have been healed. (laughs) Yeah. Christ has made me whole. That's what faith says. Yeah. Faith does not deny the fact it speaks the truth. Can I say that one more time? Faith does not deny the fact it only speaks the truth. The truth is that when Christ hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. I paid the price for your healing, for your peace. I am your peace. Yeah. And we say often here that what is written is superior to what is happening. When Christ was tempted by the devil, he kept saying, it is written. It is written. What is written is more important than what is happening. And when I focus on what is written, it overrides what is happening. It's just a matter of time. Are you still with me today? Glory be to Jesus. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Praise God. So in God's kingdom, we breathe in God's love and we exhale faith. The assurance of his love is what builds faith in our heart. That's what builds faith in our heart. Faith allows for God's purpose to be established on earth. God wants to establish his purpose in my life, in your life, and it's through faith that we enable his purpose to be established. It's through faith that we enable his purpose. Sometimes we don't understand his purpose. That's why uh, we we just have needs, but we don't understand his purpose. Because God, when he starts to move, he reframes our needs to fulfill his purpose. Can I explain what I mean? Abraham Abraham needs a son, needed a son. But what God needed was a generation. So, when God wants something, you just need to believe him and walk with him. You don't have to fret. If Abraham knew that God wanted a generation through him, though he suffered a delay, he will know that there's no way it won't come to pass. Because God had, had a plan. Moses needed restoration, but God wanted a deliverance for a whole nation. Israel. Moses was, was passionate about his people. But he did, what he didn't know, that God had a greater plan. So he's going to lavish his power upon him to go back to Egypt and mesmer- mesmerize Pharaoh. He didn't have to overhype it. I mean, it was what God wanted to do. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Somebody right here right now, you want a company, you, you need, I mean, you feel that you want to start a business or you want your business to grow. But God is looking for storehouses where he can channel wealth that will liberate a generation. So all you need is just a position by faith. Don't make it about what you are trusting God for. Make it about his own agenda. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying today. Yeah. Because sometimes we we resist, I mean, we, we, we limit things to just what we are believing for. Not knowing that God has a greater plan. May his greater plan start to show up in your life. I said, may his greater plan start to show up in your life. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus, for somebody here today, this season, your faith will no longer fail. Your faith will bring results in Jesus' precious name. Now, there are three ways that Jesus categorized people's faith in the scriptures, and very instructive for all of us, because the righteousness—I mean, uh, the Bible says that uh, uh, in, in, in this. Uh, this is how our faith should go. It's from faith to faith. And Jesus then described, based on the encounter that he had with different people, what level of faith they are in. As I look through this in the next couple of minutes, I want you to find yourself, locate yourself somewhere, and trust God to move you to the next level of faith this season. So, there are three levels of faith that Jesus identified in the scripture, directly by himself, based on his encounter with people like you and I. So, let's start out from the list. Jesus looked at his disciples, the people who seemed to be the closest to him at a certain point in time, and he called them people of no faith, as in zero, no faith. And I want to share a premise for his assertion, so that if you belong to that category, you can start to figure things out by the help of the Holy Spirit this season so that you can move to that level of faith that God wants for you this season that will bring results in your life. Mark chapter 4 let's read from verse 38, Mark 4 and 38, no faith. Mark 4 and 38 let's go to verse 37, let's start from verse 37 quickly, quickly, 37 verse 37, okay the Bible says this was his disciples and Jesus in the boat, and as they were going on the sea, which figuratively we can say the sea of life. This is like somebody in a ship, situation ship, or relationship, yeah, or partnership in business. All kinds of ships that we enter from time to time. And when we enter all those ships, One thing that is guaranteed is that the wind and the waves will come. The Bible says a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up with water. And if there's somebody in this service this morning that it looks like that ship is going to collapse or capsize, I I, I pray for you this morning that your faith will move to the next level. Nothing around you will sink this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I hear a better amen to that? Yes. So they were traveling with Christ right in the boat. And the wind came strongly. Every great windstorm. So if anybody is facing a great windstorm right now in marriage or in the health of your body or in your business, please recognize that you are not alone. It has come to challenge your faith and there must be a faith response to a great storm. Storms don't come to tear us apart. They come, God allows them to challenge our faith so that the devil can see that our faith is growing. Verse 38, scripture says, but Jesus, he was in the, in the stand, in the inner part of the boat. Asleep on a pillow. Perhaps in business class. (laughs) And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care that we are perishing? From their statement, their action, their statement, their action, the words that they, 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 they spoke how they configure the situation and the action of fear. This was what Jesus said in verse 20. Yeah. Yeah. 39 there. Please, please follow me carefully. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And then he looked at his disciples. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have what? Can I hear you one more time? Ladies and gentlemen, no faith is premised on the entertainment of fear. When you get into different situations of life, please watch out. How Jesus rated their faith here was whether they entertained fear, gave room to fear, Give expression to fear or not. Anytime fear has come full blown, full circle, there's no faith. Yeah. And I, I, I need to answer the question in somebody's heart this morning. Somebody may be thinking, so pastor, do you mean anytime I just feel a little fear, it means I don't have faith? No. Fear will always come. Fear will always come. Like I was sharing in the last service, Fear comes based on experiences. It comes based on what you have gone through before. If you've suffered a broken relationship before, when you want to get into another one, fear will come. That this one will go the way of the other one. If if a project has failed in your hand before, when you're starting a new project, fear will come. That maybe this one too will not succeed. Yeah. If anything has died in your hands before, if you approach that same situation, fear will come. Maybe this one too will not pan out. Maybe it will die. But you know how we demonstrate a measure of faith? Is that we can feel fear, but we can override fear by not speaking fear or behaving fear. If when they went to meet Jesus, they told him, oh, the wind is, is there, uh, maybe why won't tried and we just want you to join your faith with our own. Jesus will not say they don't have faith. There was nothing to join his own faith with. Yeah. That's why he said, how is it that you have no faith? Zero. And any situation of life where you have allowed full-blown fear in manifestation, your words, you're speaking fear, speaking perishing, speaking we're done, we're done for, you know, all those kind of words. It means no faith at all. Yeah. We're dead. You know, all those kind of things. People say those things. No faith at all. Any fear that moves you to the point where you speak fear, you behave fearful, it means that your faith has been eroded completely, fully. But you can feel fear, but refuse to behave fearful. Or speak, you know, destruction. You stay with me today. Somebody may be listening to me not, right now. You don't know how that, that the money is going to come. And you have a deadline. But you keep saying, my God is a good God. He's a great provider. And according to his word, he's going to provide. So you go tomorrow morning, Monday, to the supplier. Knowing that the favor of God will go with you. You don't have money to pay. And you need to execute something. But you go and negotiate by faith. By faith. By faith, though you may be going with a bit of fear in your heart, fear of rejection, because you have been told before no money, no material. But this time around, you are still going, and somebody says, Where are you going? I'm going to meet to have a meeting with that supplier, but you don't have money, and God shall supply. Glory be to God. But in my heart, I feel a little bit, little bit of fear. For a bigger level of faith. (laughs) Can you allow your faith to to crowd out and drown out your fear? Or do you want it the other way around? Because that was what happened there. And Jesus said, when you allow your fear to crowd out your faith, you may get into no faith at all. No faith at all. How is it that you have no faith at all? Let me move quickly. Because of time, Jesus had an encounter with another set of people. And he said they had little faith little faith. So we can move from no faith to little faith. And what characterized their little faith? Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25. Let's read it from verse 25. New King James Version. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25. Look at this very carefully. It says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, no, about your body, what you will put on, basic things of life. He's talking about basic things here. Two subject matters here. Worry and basics of life. Worry and the basic things of life. Don't forget we're talking about little faith. And now Jesus characterized it. Worry and the basic things of life. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, For they neither sow nor reap. They don't do any work, any meaningful work that contributes to anything. They're part of the ecosystem, but they don't get, the, they're not expecting salary from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> See, he said they, they, don't, they don't sow, they don't reap. They don't gather into the bands yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Look at verse 27. Which of you, by worrying, can add a cubit to a stature? Verse 28. So, why do you worry about clothing? Basics. Consider the lilies of, of, the, of the field how they grow, they need at all, not spin. And yet, uh, it says, no, I think uh, I'm in verse 27 or 28, you keep flipping my, yeah. And yet, I say to, to you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So he's talking about the lilies of the valley, you know, and all that. Now, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? The summary of what I'm saying is this Little faith is premised on the presence of worry. No faith is the presence and Uh, you know, allocating space to fear. Little faith is demonstrated when you trust God, but you worry. Jesus looked at that and said, it's all you of little faith. All you of little faith. Can you let me tell your neighbor and say, are you of little faith? Or no faith at all? Those two things are important. They affect our faith work walk with God. How I handle fear and how I handle worry, especially about basic things. Basic things. Whenever you demonstrate unusual worry about basic things, please hold yourself back. It's limiting your faith to little. And in life, we need great faith for different aspects of life. Some people have Great faith for finance, but no faith for health. Some people have little faith, you know, for career progression, but zero faith for marital success. So when small things happen in marriage like this, we are going our separate ways. But they don't resign when they have challenge at work. Yeah, they trust God. Yes. I will find favor with my boss. I will find favor. Why are you not trusting God to find favor with your spouse? (laughs) Because in different areas of life, we have to trust God for our faith to grow. The same faith that brings more money to you is the same faith that you need to get your healing. Just trusting God. Completely and relying on his word, his covenant promises. Are you still with me today? It's very, very important. Very important. All you need is don't allow fear to take charge of your heart. Don't allow worry. Worry limits your faith and it makes it a little faith. The last one is great faith. But I need to say this: that a lack of faith can be a limitation to what God can do in and through your individual life. Lack of faith. Lack of enough faith can result into that. Glory be to Jesus. Great faith. Jesus saw another set of people. Yeah. And he talked about great faith. Great faith. Great faith. So he had an encounter, for instance, with a centurion in Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, let's read from verse 8. Matthew 8 and verse 8, Jesus had an encounter with the centurion and uh, that resulted in the proclamation of great faith. The Bible says in verse 8 of Matthew 8, then the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. The centurion came and said, one of my servants is, is, is sick. I want you to heal my servant. Jesus said, I'll follow you. I'll come and heal your servant. I mean, you're a big man, you're an important person. I will follow you. You're a centurion, an officer of Rome, you know. And I'll, I'll, uh, The man said, no, you don't have to because I have understanding of the kind of authority that you have. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And I explained the understanding that under God is great faith. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. And I say to another, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. You know some people that makes God marvel. Yeah. Marveled and said to those who followed him, I surely, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Because this guy is a Roman guy. He's not even a Jewish person. And Jesus said, look at the great faith. Ladies and gentlemen, great faith is premised on understanding. Understanding of kingdom principles. That's how great faith is premised. For you to manifest great faith, you must understand certain kingdom principles that under God certain areas of life. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. The Bible says, if the will of a man pleases the Lord, it will make his enemies to be at peace with him. If I focus on God, obeying his principles, I can never be afraid of the enemy. Never. 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 The enemy that will attempt to hurt me is not born well when I'm at peace with God. Are you still with me today? Never, never, never. If the way of a man... So if you understand that, you will walk through witches and wizards and uh, uh, be picking your teeth. And they will pass by. And they will say, this one is untouchable. Yeah. Because I understand a principle of divine exemption that comes when, I mean... Paul understood this and was writing in Roman's society. He said, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yeah. When we talk about sowing and reaping, for instance, anyone that understands the principle of sowing and reaping, we know, like David said, before I was young now, I would have never seen the righteous forsaking nor a seed beg for bread. If the heart remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. There's seed that scatters and yet increase. There's it that we told more than is necessary and tend to poverty. So if I understand, you know, you know, I, I've said it here many times. In any city, any nation of the heart, wherever God puts me per time, I can never lack certain things because I've sold more than enough of them. Yeah. My children can never lack school fees based on the amount of school fees that are paid. It's a principle. It's a principle. It's a principle. Yeah. It's a principle. I can never lack a car to drive. I'm telling you the truth. I've tried it many times. This part, I mean, <laughs> many times. Many times, at least four times or five times that God had asked for the, the one that I love. Sorry, I'm not supposed to be that close to you. <laughs> you know, the one, the car that I, I, I'm driving that I love the most, God will say, I want that. Give it to this person, or so it like that. And it's just a matter of time. Another one comes, without talking to anybody, without begging, without anything, because there is seed that scatters and yet increase. When you have understanding, you are peaceful. Look at how the centurion was saying it. He said, "I understand. I give orders." You know, in the military, pressure. If they burn you well, don't do the shunt. <laughs> you will go to God's room. Yeah. The guy said, I understand how it works. For you, it is in the spirit. There's no demon that's born where, well, Jesus, if you speak now. That spirit of infirmity will depart from the life of that guy. So don't waste your time coming under my roof. Just speak the word only. There was a depth of understanding that undergarded his explanation. Jesus looked at him and said, wow, this is great faith. In every area of life, somebody who is struggling in marriage, hear me. There are understandings that undergird every aspect of life that unleashes the power of God from time to time. We don't struggle with power. We serve the one that is great and mighty. He is the most powerful. Jesus said all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Yeah. All power. So we are not looking for power. We are aligning to unleash. Yeah. We are aligning to unleash his power. Is somebody sit with me today? Yeah, We are aligning to unleash whether it's healing power you know, power to prevail, we just align and we unleash. The centurion did not behave like somebody who is begging for healing. He said, you have it. You know, just speak the word only. In uh, another scripture there, the Syrophoenician woman, another great faith, came to Jesus. And she understood another principle that mesmerized Christ to be able to say again another great faith. Matthew 15. Matthew 15. I'll close on that. Matthew 15. When you read, uh, let, let's take it from verse, verse, uh, verse 26. Yeah. This woman came to Jesus and said, my daughter is sick. Jesus said, uh, but he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to a little dog. Ah. You know, if there some people, they would get offended. Jesus, are you calling me a dog? Jesus was giving an analogy. Healing is children's bread. It belongs to the children of God's kingdom. And as at that time, he was talking about the Jews. Because he said, I was sent but to the lost sheep of the household of Israel. But post-resurrection, he became the Jesus of all. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Then, the woman looked at Christ, based on the understanding of God, she decided to press a button. That button is called the benevolent nature of God. That God, if you are the real God that, you talk, that will call you, when a rich man is eating on his table, some things will fall down. He's not concerned about what is falling down. I want to position as the one that will pick from under the table. And it's not a problem for you. Ah! Jesus looked at that and said, ah, uh-uh. ah. This is an unusual understanding. That it's the prerogative of mercy that God has. Benevolent nature of God. Hell shall die the big-breasted one. He has more than enough for children and for slaves. (laughs) When the woman said that, Jesus looked and answered and said to her, Oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And our daughter was healed from that very hour. That very hour. A daughter was healed from that very hour. It's time to step into great faith. And into greater faith. For anyone here who has no faith and fear is ruling and reigning in your life, you're not leaving this service with the spirit of fear. For anyone here who has been operating with little faith, small doubt. You know, worry a lot. A lot of anxiety. You know, bouts of depression. Yet, you still speak in tongues. It's little faith, little faith, little faith, little faith. And you need to step out of it. Jack back to full life in Christ Jesus. The more understanding you have of spiritual laws, the more confident your application of great faith more confident in the application of great faith. What principle, what law undergards that area? If you talk about marriage, for instance, you know I'm a relationship coach. The scripture, very simple. Genesis chapter 2. The last verse there. The, uh, so, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother verse 24 first. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined or cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So there's one flesh. And verse twenty-five, naked and not ashamed. If I strive for one flesh and naked and not ashamed, there's no devil in hell that can break my marriage. Not one devil in hell. Yeah. And when I pray to God, I tell Him, Lord, I understand this principle according to Your word. I have been open, naked and not ashamed. Yeah. I, have, I left to cleave, so no externality is controlling my marriage. Devil, take your hand, your dirty hand, out of this marriage right now. And you will see, because that's how great faith operates. It operates based on principle, based on the promises of God, based on you know, prophecies that you hold on to and that you choose to believe. Is somebody still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? So I need you to understand as I wrap this up that great faith is confident. Great faith is unwavering and persistent. Great faith is humble because it's not based on my power but on the principle that I understand. Great faith is never offended in God because if anything fails, Great faith knows that it's not on God's side, it's on my side. It's on my side. I am the one that needs to course correct and do something different if anything is failing. Great faith is not offended in God. It's not offended in God. It knows that if anything should fail, it's from my side, not from God's side. I am the one that needs to move to the next level of faith and keep trusting and keep believing and keep trusting and keep believing. Glory be to Jesus. Your faith will no longer fail. The God of all peace will multiply peace to you. It will multiply grace to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everyone, can you rise up on your faith? lift your right hand to Jesus and begin to declare, I'm moving from faith to faith. I'm moving from faith to faith. From glory to glory. From faith to faith. From glory to glory. From faith to faith. From, faith to faith, from, faith to faith, from glory to glory in the name of the Lord Jesus somebody lift your voice and speak to God right now moment from faith to faith from glory to glory from faith to faith every prophecy released during the Accelerate conference every promise of God's Word whose time has come in my life this season I release my faith for actualization I release my faith for actualization in the name of the Lord Jesus Nothing dies in my hand this season. Nothing goes down around my life this season. Somebody open your mouth and declare. And declare. The righteousness which is of faith speaks. It speaks. It speaks. I know somebody may out some elements of doubt in your heart. But you can crowd out that doubt as you speak faith as you act in faith you can crowd it out Mambra lekhe soso pra anga lekebo shata yaba mambro nuko soso tupra anga neka lobo shite yende Thank you, everlasting Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, In Jesus' precious name. We're still praying. Maybe just one or two more minutes that I have for this prayer. But I need to say this by the Spirit. Someone is here listening to me right now. You have been trying to find a premise for action. It's just like the story I told in the first service about uh, my pastor, Pastor Samadhi, mean, many years ago, about 20 years ago, him and his wife wanted to buy a car. We're somewhere this week and he was telling that story again. And this car, when they got to the, the, the dealership, was 1.8 million naira. And the account balance was 20000 Yeah. But the f- most important thing was that they went to the dealership. Yeah. They went. He said, the man, when he, man saw him, the man recognized him. Oh, yeah, Pastor Maria, yeah. Oh, I listened to you on radio. This was 20 years ago. He said, yeah. Okay. Uh, which one? He said, this one. They brought the key, they tested it. He said, Pastor, can we go to my office so we can, I don't keep you in the sun, so we can negotiate? Okay. They went, they sat down. He said, uh, uh, Pastor, I'll, I'll give you a good deal. I'll give you a good deal. Um, uh, if you can raise half of the money, I will spread the rest for you for one or two years, however long. However long take the car and go. The pastor said, He looked at him and said, hmm, Thank you, sir. It's the only problem is that we don't have 900,000. He said, Oh, no problem. Let's do 450. Yeah, 450. If you bring 450, I'll tell them to go and park the car at the back. It won't be we we will put sold on it when you make it up to 900 you come and carry it then we'll go back to our spread payment and then he looked at him thank you sir we are grateful we don't have profit (laughs) we don't have profit and then until the man said 200 bring 200. then he said he couldn't even say that he didn't have 200. he just told the man if you just give us a few days my wife and I will go back we'll, you know, walk through this. But I can tell you, we're coming back. And please, if you can hold on to it, we'll be back. Long and short, in three months, they bought that car. Because I drove the car, so I'm a living witness. They bought that car. Sometimes, if you look, the Bible says, "Eden, observe the cloud, you will not soar. If you look at what you have, there are certain things, certain thoughts you will not accommodate and certain actions you will not take. But when you take charge of your spiritual atmosphere, yeah, and you seek first God and his kingdom, other things become addition. Yeah. As we wrap up this prayer, I want you to speak in the spirit for clouds to shift. For, you know, uh, for for God to give you grace not to look at. The Bible says, why we look not at the things which are seen? For things which are seen are temporal. Where this church is today, as the lead pastor of this church, if I focus on what is seen, we can never be here. The first time I came to pray over this land, the church did not have one quarter of the money. But we keep pushing. And everywhere we go, we take authority and we lay hold on what belongs to us. And then our faith produces its material equivalent. Lift your two hands, anyone who believes, and declare right now, in any area where it looks like you don't have the material resource, will you speak to the great provider this morning? And everyone who holds whatever resource that is needful, for your own project. I want you to speak this morning. To give up in the name of Jesus. To command a release. Speak to the prince of the devil. Over Lagos. That holds on to money. Uh, uh, speak uh, to the prince of the devil. Over the financial sector. In Nigeria. In America. In Europe. Wherever you do business. And command a divine release. Of every resource. That is needful. For the fulfillment of your own destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't be like the, like, like the disciples of Christ with no faith. They refuse to speak. They refuse to assert their authority. <speaking> Lord, as we speak in our authority in Christ Jesus, we command a shift in the heavens. We command a shift in the heavens in the name of the Lord Jesus. We command a shift. We command a shift. We command a shift in the name of the Lord Jesus. Overturn, overturn, and overturn. Overturn, overturn, and overturn. We command our limitations are removed. In the name of Jesus, our faith is not based on what we have. Our faith is based on who we are in Christ. Somebody speak to that storm in that marriage. Somebody speak Speak over that spirit of infirmity, that sickness. It goes now in the name of Jesus. There's restoration of health now as we take authority over every spirit of infirmity and we command you to go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, wave your two hands to Jesus and bless him all over this place. Father, we thank you. Where the word of the King is, there is power. So we thank you for the release of your power over every situation that is represented here we decree over everyone your faith will no longer fail you are moving from faith to faith and from glory to glory in the name of the Lord Jesus this week is for increase this week is for multiplication every resource you need for the fulfillment of projects of destiny this week we command a release in the name of Jesus Favor follows you everywhere you go this week. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. the way maker goes ahead of you, amen. causing doors to swing open on your behalf. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, everlasting Father. But well, thank you for that testimony of healing. Because this week, healing springs forth speedily. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And all who believe shall they believe in amen. amen. Come on, somebody celebrate Jesus today. Hallelujah. Please, you may have your seat. We're moving from faith to faith. This season, in the name of Jesus. Somebody where you turned back from before because of fear. This week, you are stepping in. Every door that God has opened and lack of faith is holding you back from walking through. This week, you are walking through with boldness. Before this month of July is over, somebody, you are giving a testimony of how you walk through an open door. You will no longer retreat. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. We hope you are truly blessed. Please feel free to email us at info at elevationng.org for all inquiries or to share any testimonies. You can also follow us on our social media channels at ElevationNG to have access to real-time updates on all broadcasts and special programs. Till we come your way again, keep making greatness common.